You're listening to the Wander Well Podcast. Learn how to create your own reality, live your calling, and find inner peace. We cover self-care, wandering, and manifesting. Welcome. I'm your host, Katie J. Today we have Hannah on the phone, and Hannah is a lover of life, naps, the beach, and donuts. If she could bottle anything up to keep forever, she would choose puppy breath and sunshine, the warmth and coziness of it. While fitness and nutrition used to be her main focus, she has refined her direction towards overall wellness, focusing on and promoting a balanced lifestyle. Hannah, can you fill in any gaps there and share where you're currently located and where you plan to wander next? Well, first off, who wouldn't want to bottle puppy breath? I mean, am I the only one? Definitely not. (laughs) I mean, it's one of the best smells in the world. (laughs) I, yeah, bar none. Um, But I'm located in Salt Lake City, Utah. And um, although I love to travel everywhere else, my next wandering, well, I actually just got home from a wandering earlier this morning. Um, but no, I have no plans on the horizon on any new trips or vacations. So now that I'm home and it's the new year, it's time to book some vacations, don't you think? Yes. Now you have, <laughs> you just need a little inspiration, I think. Yes. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, I ask every guest an icebreaker. So the icebreaker I have for you is what is your best scar in its story? Oh, my best physical scar um, is the one on my left wrist. It's pretty gnarly. It looks like a lightning bolt. Mm. And unfortunately, it doesn't shoot lighting, lightning yet. <laughs> um, I'm waiting for those superpowers to kick in eventually, I'm sure. But I actually just had surgery in September um, because essentially one of the uh, one of my wrist bones was um, mostly hollow because of a fluid filled cyst inside that bone. Wow. I know it's really gross, but, um, it was causing me a ton of pain for years and I just played it off like tendonitis or kind of a self diagnosis. And then I finally decided it needed to be checked out by professionals because I am so not a professional in that. And, um, it ended up being a lot worse but better than what I anticipated and it was an easy fix and now I'm completely healed um I was actually just in Kauai which I'll talk more about um this last week and I was doing handstands and all sorts of things so it's so nice to be um having the problem fixed and just living my life to the fullest without that injury and without that physical limitation that's awesome. I mean, obviously not awesome that you had to deal with that cyst. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not awesome. But right. it's awesome that you're not in pain anymore. Yes. I mean, it would wake me up in the middle of the night and it hurt to drive. And it was just, it was stupid to be in pain that long. So if you are in chronic pain for something and you've given yourself a self-diagnosis, go get it checked out. That's my little soapbox moment. But it feels so much better to be all figured out and healthy. Good. That's good to hear. Um, So next question is, what are you called to do, Hannah? So my, my calling has always been about helping people in one way or another. I grew up um, actually doing service trips internationally, um, first starting in Romania, um, where I and my mom delivered package, uh, packages of school supplies that we had gathered throughout schools all over the state of Utah, um, to orphanages in Romania. And that was a really cool experience to experience that. So young, I believe I, I think I did that at the, um, age of eight. Um, so it was really cool to just see such a different culture and a different lifestyle at that Romania offers, but as well as the different financial and, social struggles that the orphanages created for the people that were my age and even older Mm -hmm. and younger. I, it was amazing. Um, but then between being eight and going to India in my senior year of high school, um, I 
found a love for serving the local homeless in Salt Lake where families in my neighborhood, we would figure out lunches or dinners and go take them every other Sunday or at least once a month. Um, But then it was just a really fun way to connect with my neighbors, but then as well as with the homeless in Utah, because as much as there's so much of a need abroad in internationally and in other countries, um, there, I mean, look around and see what, you know, needs to be done in your backyard. Um, my senior year of high school, I was really fortunate to go to India, which is one of my absolute favorite places in the world because of this trip. Um, I got to teach English to um, little kids in a very, very rural village outside of Calcutta um, that the girls that I taught, they were either, their their two options were learn English or be sold into the sex trade. So, I mean, it, I felt like it was such a huge mission that I was so grateful to be a part of and that I actually felt like I was helping. Since then, I've been part of other service trips that their missions weren't as life or death as that. And not that service needs to be life or death to be meaningful, but I absolutely felt like that was one of my biggest moments of service. Um, Just being able to teach the girls something that is so simple and so easy for me, but then they were able to teach me so much more than I could probably ever teach them. So it was a beautiful experience that drove me to realize that helping people needed to be the center of my life. And that kind of shaped, you know, I wanted to start and maybe go to nursing school or even be a doctor. And then I had a couple injuries that developed in high school from playing sports that I was like, maybe I want to be a physical therapist. And then slowly as my life started chipping away at this huge mission, this huge block that my life had created, block that will be a masterpiece. Um, But as just experiences and goals and my interests and loves and passions started to chip away at that, it began to form into this beautiful thing. You, um, it started including health and fitness and nutrition mostly And that's what I ended up studying in college and uh, graduating with a Bachelor of Science in Kinesiology and Exercise Science, minoring in nutrition. Um, And I graduated in that last year. But um, since then, I have decided and my passion has grown towards overall wellness. And I've just seen the benefits of that in my own life and in the lives of those around me that are close to me and those that I've started to help on a professional standpoint, whether it's teaching classes or personal training them, that it's so much more that needs to be touched on than just gaining a six pack. Absolutely. Yeah. I, that's something that I'm slowly starting to realize too. And, um, I am also a yoga instructor. I saw that you're an RYT 200 yes! hour. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And namaste. I, namaste, <laughs> of course. And you know, that's, part of what prompted me to create this podcast, Wander Well, because it's combining two of my favorite things, which is wellness and travel. And so... Which um, you have done it so well, Katie. Oh my goodness. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. But thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate you kind of giving us a little bit more background into your story and what's inspired you to get to where you are today. It's really cool. Of course. Well, I mean, this industry is so saturated and I think... I think my story does need to be included in things and that it's not just, yeah, that my mission isn't to give people a six pack. It, it is, but I want you to love your belly until you get your six pack. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you first love your body, then you understand the reasons why we take care of it. Exactly. And you can explore other ways and, you can kind of look at your progress and the world of options for you to maintain and get that progress with a whole new lens. If you only focus on the fitness aspect of it or any aspect of wellness, I think there are so many different pieces that feed into wellness that 
a lot of people get stuck on just one thing and then they have their blinders on for anything else and they lose that balance, which Mm. I will totally want to talk about later. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. We can include some of that too. (laughs) Yes. Awesome. Well, what, what do you do to pay the bills? Because a lot of people, you know, as someone who is also a yoga instructor, I understand the difficulties behind, um, just doing yoga instruction or just doing, um, personal training. And, you know, what advice would you give to someone who wants to follow in your footsteps, whether that's in the fitness wellness world or whatever else it is that you're doing, um, to, to pay the bills? It's interesting for me to reflect on that question too, because it's some of me, part of me really gets excited about sharing this. And then some of me is like, you're not really paying the bills how you want to be paying the bills, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So it's, it's nice to have that reflection prompt. Um, but no, right now I am, I, last year before I graduated, I actually quit my desk job. I was a receptionist at an awesome fabulous um, eyelash extension salon. And I mean, reception reception work is great. And I love meeting clients that way and just being able to help people um, on the customer service aspect. But I was finishing my major, finishing my degree, and I just needed to, one, leave that job just to keep my sanity, but then two, to take that leap and kind of put that faith behind me to push myself and propel myself forward to jumping in with both feet into this fitness and nutrition blogging, whatever the mess it was back then and kind of still is right now. But, um, so flash fast forward or flash forward. I mean, if you're into that, um, but fast forward to now, I have been teaching full time, um, group fitness and personal training. So I, um, usually teach, uh, and leave my house at around 6 a.m. Sometimes it's 5, sometimes it's 5.30. And I'm home um, for the end of my morning day by like 10 or 11 o'clock. And I have probably taught um, two or three classes and trained two or three clients. And then I usually am home for a couple hours and then get to go home or get to go back out and train and teach in the evenings. Nice. That's awesome. I love that because I did the same thing. <laughs> I, I saved up and I quit my job and I, cause I was trying to start this, um, which didn't start off as a podcast. It started off as selling a physical product and I was spending all of my free time doing it and realized and, and educating myself on the space. And so I finally realized I just need to push myself off this ledge and commit to the next six months of investing everything I can into believing in myself. And it sounds like you did something really similar and you're just like, just making it happen. Yes. And it's such a scary jump. And I guess my advice for anyone, um, who wants to follow in my footsteps, whether it's, just being prompted to leave a position that you, that just doesn't get you excited in the morning to wake up and go to work. Or if you are following on that more, um, fitness, wellness, uh, background is just to do it. Just whatever your situation is, be mindful of that. I mean, if you uh, have no money, you have no house, like maybe you shouldn't jump the ledge right now with both (laughs) feet in, like just be wise and make sure it feels good. It should still feel scary, even if it does feel good. And even if you are in the right situation, it will totally still feel scary. Yes, absolutely. It definitely feels scary. I'm on Tuesday, I'm moving to Costa Rica for four months. (gasps) Oh my gosh. Okay. What part? (laughs) Um, Uvita, which is in the South Pacific part. Oh my goodness. You're going to love it. Have you been there before? I have been to Costa Rica, but I haven't been to this part of Costa Rica. Okay. So that yeah, is so excited. exciting. Oh my goodness. Well, if you need a visitor, just let me know and I'll <laughs> pack my bags. <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely let you know. I'll be working or actually volunteering at a surf and yoga camp. So there'll be lots of surfing and meditation. And Oh, I think I need to come visit you. I think for sure. I think, I think you I do. do. Yeah. Because 
Now that I, my wrist is good, let's pop up on that surfboard and let's do some yoga, man. Oh, okay. I'm visiting. There you I'll go. I'll get the, more info after this. <laughs> okay. Sounds Perfect. good. Uh, awesome. Well, Hannah, tell us about um, any obstacles that you have had to face to get to where you are today. Everyone has had something that stood in the way that you've had to overcome. So what what has been that thing for you? Oh, man. Um, this is such an, an, another great question to reflect on, but it is so fun to be able to move past obstacles. I mean, I touched on that I was in school and that was a major obstacle. And um, I was never and haven't ever been an awesome student when it's forced learning. I much rather just pick up a book and see what I learn from it, if anything, or, you know, I just learn from experiences more than sitting down in the classroom and being told what I need to learn. So school was kind of uh, soul crushing for me for the last couple of years. Um, it was a really hard obstacle because it created such an imbalance in my life and in my wellness as well. I, I only knew how to dedicate my whole life and my whole, just everything to school. And so my passions really took a seat on the bench and, um, my, the things that got me excited to wake up in the morning really had to be on the back burner for a while. So that was a major obstacle. Um, what I've been dealing with more recently is just periods of like lost inspiration and motivation and direction. Um, just not knowing where I want to take things. And, um, now I kind of feel like I have more of a direction, um, and purpose in my blog because it, did not feel good to just tell people about fitness and nutrition. It wasn't organic to me. It didn't feel right just because I felt like so many things that I love and need in my life that have manifested themselves to me as well as to the people I've been able to coach through some things. Um, they were missing just from only talking about health and or uh, fitness and nutrition. Um, so, and I had this awakening this summer um, that health, which Health by Hannah is my brand, um, health is so much more than limited to fitness and nutrition. It touches on all aspects of wellness, and it's fabulous that I finally had that kind of revival and that reawakening. And so now that I'm kind of past that obstacle of where my focus should be feeling more comfortable um, with where I'm at and where I plan to go. Um, I guess really the struggle is, especially in Utah, is just um, being another blogger because it is so saturated here and it is so hard to stick out. Um, and it's really hard to not compare weirdly enough. And I, mm. I've never been the type of girl that is comparing, like I never looked at a magazine and was like, Oh, I wish I looked like her or had that life. Like I'm not a big person in comparison or competition either, but I, it's really hard for me to be connected with so many of these other bloggers or people in the industry that either started after me or did start before me, but their success has just grown exponentially. And it's hard to not look at yourself, you know, of course, as you're slumped over sitting in the chair, kind of looking at your belly going, why, why am I not going forward? Why am I not moving forward at the rate that I am or the rate at those, the other people around me? Mm -hmm. What am I not offering that one, people want to hear and read and see, and two, like, do people just not like me, you know, and like what I do have to offer and the direction that I take things. So that's right now currently probably my biggest obstacle. Yeah, that's a very, very real obstacle right? <laughs> for a lot of people because, you know, and that's something that me as well, like starting a business and it's it's so hard to 
you know, even look at, um, my personal Instagram, which like, isn't part, I don't, I'm intentional about not making that part of my business, but I'm still, I still catch myself comparing what I have on that to other accounts. And it's, Oh, right. Isn't that so yeah, funny? And it's like, I, you have to, you know, my best advice to anyone out there that's also struggling with the same thing is remember that you are unique just within your own story that we talked about earlier and someone's going to identify with your story and you know you already have a pretty stacked client base it sounds like and you know like just coming back to the root of why we're here in the first place which is to inspire health and wellness and happiness and and the people that we get to touch every day so absolutely and that numbers what I keep having to remind myself every Monday is just numbers don't matter. You know, even if you and I, Katie, we touch and help one person, is that not a job well done? Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think I get caught up too much in the social media drive of it. And, you know, when companies are reaching out, wanting to work with me and they're asking about my followers on my blog and it's like, they're tiny, but I love every single one of them. And I appreciate their love and support. That's unconditional. And they followed me from the very beginning to now. And I think I've grown a lot and you know, they, their support is really helpful, but even though the numbers are small, they're still super important and I still love them. And that's what I need to remember. Yeah, absolutely. And I think growing organically is the best way anyway. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. 100% agree with you. Awesome. Well, on the same topic of obstacles, how do you practice self-care, whether that's to kind of tackle the obstacles that we just spoke about or any other advice or practices that you do that is kind of your self-care routine? So my, (laughs) um, if you would have asked me two months ago, I would have just had to make something up, Katie, (laughs) because I am learning this year and in the last six months to follow my own darn advice because I am so good at looking at other people's lives and saying, you know what, maybe you should spend a little more attention here and more time here and don't even give that a second thought or a worry, but I I'm so bad about taking my own advice and my the things that I have learned and felt for other people to my own life. So my self-care routine and practice has grown um, so much in the last six months, more as like internal. Um, yes, I try to do a face mask every Sunday and use <laughs> Sunday to rest and recuperate, but it has been more of a growth internally as opposed to um, everything else. Like I haven't all of a sudden, um, switched my whole like chore list and my to-do list and work out four hours a day. Like I, my change, biggest change has been internal to kind of look and take a step back at the things that I have told other people to do and make that into a list that will benefit me in my life. And so, Now I'm just starting to practice and add on to those um, little lists, like trying, trying, trying is the keyword to meditate 20, uh, 20 minutes a day, whether that's two 10 minute sessions or just one 20 minute session. Um, But I, I also am a huge believer in not implementing lifestyle changes all at once. Mm -hmm. Like I am a true believer in taking it step by step. So that's the thing that I'm focusing on Um, this week. Last week, it was all about getting my workouts in because I am not the type of group fitness instructor that gets a workout while I'm teaching. That's Mm. not what the hour is about for me. It's about having the people that are paying to take class for me and to take whatever method I'm teaching to get their workout. And so I am just I care about people's form So I will be walking around helping people correct and make sure they're in the most efficient and effective and safe position to be doing their exercises in. And so 
2017 was a big learning year that it's like, I don't work out as much as I thought I did. I don't spend that time on my physical body and my physical goals as much as I need to. And I'm learning to actually love working out again because I stopped loving it with my injury and it just felt like a burden. And when I was more focusing on health or excuse me, fitness and nutrition, um, at the beginning, I, it just felt like more of a to-do list item than to do it for myself. Um, so now I'm creeping out of that. I'm really enjoying it. I'm actually kind of working on some programs and stuff to hopefully launch later this year. Um, that will be more of a virtual base than needing to pay, um, to train with me. And if that's inconvenient due to location or whatever, you know, hopefully I'm able to get my information and my style out just a little bit more and have a little bit more reach. Um, but back to self care, (laughs) um, I just really, really try to, um, stick close to my important routines. Well, um, whether that's while I'm traveling or, um, I'm at home and it's just a busy day, you know, I really try to focus on drinking as much water as I need to and getting the eight hours of sleep that I need to. And, um, this week I'm starting meditating and, um, implementing that more regularly in my schedule. Um, but just creating a really well-balanced life from day to day. I have learned that I was really, really good last year at having almost a day of fitness, a day of nutrition, a day of sleep, a day of, you know, being productive at home where if I manage my time better, I can do that all in one day and kind of evenly distribute it out throughout the whole week, the whole month, the whole year, as opposed to just getting as much done as I can on one specific topic and then feeling really unbalanced and mismatched throughout the rest of the week. Absolutely. Yeah. So you kind of touched on, um, balance and you spoke about it earlier and that it's something that you wanted to kind of elaborate on. And the next question is actually about your wellness practice, um, and Mm -hmm. something that other wonder women can use, whether it's while they're traveling or at home to create, a balance within their wellness practice. What does that look like for you and kind of what do you recommend to your clients? Yeah, I I love that question. And I, I mean, I, if I could preach one thing, it's balance in all things. Um, so for you wander women out there, I, and Katie, we should do this too. Once we hang up, we can, we can do this too and see where we're at for 2018. But, um, get a piece of paper, get a notebook, whatever you need to do and write down the big things. Like if you were to imagine filling up a jar, those are the big things that you put in first. Um, like the ping pong balls as opposed to the marbles. Okay. So, um, that can be fitness, that can be nutrition, that can be your, uh, spirituality or religion gospel. Um, it can be your family and relationships. It can also be your work. You know, wherever that distributes those big things, those big ping pong balls that you shouldn't put in the jar first, but they're the big, no, you should put in the jar first, excuse me, Mm -hmm. but they're the big items that lots of little things stem off of that, you know, so as far as fitness goes, like if you want physical changes from your fitness, write those down. If you want internal changes from your fitness, write those down. You know, just start to compile a list and see where, and then once you have that list and that, um, all the little things written down after your big things, start to rank them on a scale of one to 10 or one to five, however in depth you want to go. Um, but five being the most attention spent there and one being the least. So go through that see where you're spending like, and truly do it. There's not going to be any benefit to cheating yourself and lying on this. No one's going to judge you for it. It's just all to benefit you and your future. So be honest. Um, but go through rank yourself last year. I, and even in the last 
six months, uh, six weeks, I'd say I was a five for work and a one for me or a one for fitness and a one for nutrition. Like I, my, uh, relationship with my husband, thank goodness for him. Quick little shout out. (laughs) He is freaking amazing. And I, even though I wasn't putting in the work to have the relationship be anything fulfilling and uplifting, he was doing that work. So he made that a five, or at least it was a three on my end. He did a five. So we at least got a four for an average, but I was so imbalanced the last two months of 2017, just working on this big project for someone else. Um, so I felt like anything that had to do with me had to take a step back. So it's really interesting once you do get all those things out on a physical piece of paper and start to score it, then you're going to start to notice where you need to find that balance and pull back a little bit on some things and lift up and kind of push forward on a couple other things, even though it, it might be scary on those couple things you need to push forward on. Um, There might be a reason that you're only giving it a one. That's okay. We, every day is a new start and you can start over working on things and just work and make every day as balanced as you can in the small scheme of things. Today, um, you know, wake up today, tomorrow, the next day, only thinking about that day and that day's balance. Don't worry about the week. If you live every day balanced, Every week will end up balanced. Every month will end up balanced. And every year, like you just balance is going to be a habit. I like that a lot because so often we forget to prioritize the things that are important to us. And we put things in front of, you know, we put other people's tasks or other people's concerns or numbers or judgments in front of our own feelings about what's important to us at the time. And uh, I really like the idea of, I've, I've really tried to start writing things down. So I like that exercise. I even, uh, for the next four months when I'm going to be in Costa Rica, I don't have a typical work schedule. I'm just kind of doing it on my own, kind of like you, not a typical work schedule, but it's really helpful to write out, okay, from this time to this time, I'm every day I'm going to wake up and I'm going to stretch and then meditate. That's very important for starting my day. And then after that I do X, Y, and Z and blah, blah, blah. But you know, writing it down is a way to help solidify your intentions for the day. So I really like that. Oh, absolutely. And whether or not you have a busy schedule, like for someone who works a 40 hour week, they'd look at my schedule and be like, oh, please swap me 100%, you know, because my schedule is posh, even though as far as a personal trainer and group fitness instructor goes, like I do somewhat teach full time for anyone else who works a more standard job. It's part time, you know, but whether or not you're busy, you time management is key to create balance and wellness and schedule things out however you need to. If you it sounds like, Katie, you need to write that down and be like, hey, this 30 minutes is for stretching and meditating at the beginning of my day. I am the same way that if it doesn't get put in my calendar, it's not going to get done. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just try to wonder women, just make sure that you are setting yourself up for success. And if you don't have a pattern or a, a way to manage your time, just start to play around with it. I mean, try one way one week. Um, use a journal, use a calendar, make a special calendar on your phone, post-it pads, whatever you need to do. Just start to manage your time and make sure you have time to create balance. Yeah, absolutely. I actually, I was flying home from, from California yesterday and couldn't sleep on the flight, which is very rare for me. And so I went to one of the apps that I use to make pretty backgrounds and words and texts and things for posts. And I basically made, wrote out the calendar that I imagined for myself over the next four months and saved it as a pretty picture. And that is now the background on my phone. So it's every, I mean, I haven't even started that routine yet, but I can see when I look at my phone, all right, 6am wake up, stretch, 10 minute meditation, you know, and so I can't ignore it. I can't ignore it. 
No. And it's, and I mean, to have it be your wallpaper right now and you're not leaving for a while, like that's huge. You are going to have that schedule down pat, even with the travel and time changes and craziness of moving somewhere new. That's going to be so awesome for you. Yay. Good job. Thank you. I'm excited. (laughs) That's so fun. (laughs) Hannah, where are some of your favorite places that you've travel to within the past five years and uh, like which was your favorite and why should other wonder women visit there okay um this is in no particular order of favorite I guess but probably in in an order of what I'll talk about least to most (laughs) um one of my absolute favorite places is Paris in France, um, not Idaho, Paris, France. (laughs) And, um, it, if you haven't been, please go and just enjoy. Um, if you have been and you were able to go see all the touristy stuff, just go to go walk around and feel the spirit of Paris. Um, if you have the opportunity to rent a car, um, there's this beautiful spot about an hour and a half away from Paris called Bellowood. Um, we were able to go there this last May with my husband's connection, um, in and to the military. It was a world war one battle site, um, that kind of made the Marine Corps famous, which that's the branch my husband is in, but it was absolutely beautiful and the cutest little small town. So just Paris, the surrounding cities, France in general, the food, I mean, just go. If you haven't gone, book a trip. If you have gone, let's go again. Um, it's probably second to that. And I mentioned before is India. I absolutely loved the disconnection. And of course, my trip was a volunteer trip. So it was very bare bones, very minimalist. Um, like I think I wore shoes from Rite Aid while I was there and the same pair of capri pants the entire trip um but it was so nice to be able to disconnect that it was so inconvenient to use my phone use the internet everything but then it was so cool to witness such organized chaos it was absolutely crazy to um when we were in the bigger cities to just see the chaos that was so beautiful and so choreographed. It almost seemed like that everyone knew where everyone was going to be. How car accidents don't happen more is beyond me, (laughs) but it was so fabulous and so fun. Um, Whether or not you have the opportunity to go as a tourist or as a volunteer, make your way to India. Um, I really only went to um, New Delhi for a moment, and then we were in the southeast towards the Bay of Bengal and Calcutta and that area. And so pack your bags, go. It's warm. The food is fun. The people are fabulous. Um, Be safe, but um, have so much fun (laughs) in Tell India. I love it. Um, Another place before my absolute number one favorite place is um, Yangshuo and Guilin in China. And this is in, you know, rice fields and beautiful, um, they're almost like little nugget mountain rolling hills. If you're on Pinterest and look up Yangshuo, that's exactly what it looks like. No one has (laughs) uploaded (laughs) wrong images that it's like, oh, that's so not Yangshuo, but truly is. um, I actually got to explore it with a friend of mine on scooters. And we just went through the rice fields and um, got lost in the mountains. And it was just so fun to be able to be so independent in such a foreign country, in such a place where we were on our own. We couldn't read street signs. Neither one of us had any history of knowing Chinese or Mandarin. We were just good enough about asking how much something cost, where the bathroom was, and ordering food. You know, the basics of traveling internationally. Um, (laughs) But that was an absolute favorite place just because it felt like a Dr. Seuss book kind of tied with just magic. It was beautiful. The mountains are so fun. The 
village and the touristiness of it was just right up my alley. Um, so go there too. Add that to your list if it's not already. And then my absolute favorite place, uh, I call it my home away from home, but it's actually Kauai, uh, a really small garden island um, in the Hawaiian Islands. Um, a lot of people have been to it. A lot of people haven't even heard of it, um, but it is my absolute favorite place. I just got back from there this morning, so I'm super jazzed on it. But um, I believe I kind of lost count, but I believe that was my 16th or trip to the island what Um, yes (laughs) so we have been there so many times and we actually my husband and I got engaged there we honeymooned there and then we continue to go every year at least once a year with my family Um, but it has just been a source of so much happiness and it it's really small and still I'm not Hawaiian. I can't really speak on the true spirit of aloha. But for me, being a mainlander, howly white girl, it really just truly speaks so much aloha to me when I go. Like, it's small enough that it still feels raw and small towny, but it's big enough that there's still, you know, a Long's Drugs that you can go get sunscreen at. Like, you're not totally destitute. If you forgot something in your bag you can buy it there, which is a huge thing on my list of travel places is a kind of ease on packing and the taking the stress away. So if I know I can travel somewhere and forget something that I packed, totally awesome. Like that takes so much stress away from me, but it is a beautiful, beautiful place. We have gone almost to every inch of that island there is still so much more I want to see and do, even though I've been there so many times. Um, this last trip, we actually went to watch the sunset um, on this beautiful long beach that's right south of the Napili Coast, which is, you can only get to it by like water. You can only see it by kayak or boat on the ocean. Um, because there's no beaches or roads anywhere around it unless you go way inland and hike it. Um, but this beach, it's called Pulley Holly, and it is fabulous. It was full of dunes, but then like really long, uh, flat beaches, crazy waves. But it's also the westernmost point of the United States. So we thought, where else would be better to ring out 2017 and ring in 2018 with see, without seeing the last sunset? So we figured that was the way to go. Um, if you haven't been to Kauai and haven't, or you have but haven't been there, just go pick a, just grab some food, grab a picnic, make sure your car is okay to go on a, a dirt road if you rent a car. Um, but it was such a fabulous trip. And, um, I'm actually working on a blog post, uh, to launch that just kind of gives my favorites of Kauai. They're not super pretty. They're not super fancy. Most, uh, my most favorite part of, about this trip and this Island is that the pressure is so off. I, I love that. It's not like, it's not a trip that I have to care about what I'm wearing or what I, what my hair looks like or how much makeup I have on. It is such a down to earth place that, um, is lush and green and beautiful and with oceans and beaches and mountains that is fabulous. But the energy there and the, the people who live there are absolutely fabulous as well. And I just love the person I am there as well, if that makes sense at all. But I just love that. I kind of let myself, be my most raw and organic self because I pretty much live my whole life there in a bikini. If any other clothing, it's a kimono and cut off denim shorts and maybe tebas or tebas. Um, (laughs) it's, it's so raw and organic. And yeah, I, I let myself eat at this burger joint that we love multiple times that week, you know, and there's this, Oh my gosh, Katie, there's this place. It's called Puka dog and it, has like just kind of gourmet but not gourmet they're not fancy at all but specialty hot dogs hmm. I know it sounds really weird but 
like I will crave it throughout the year when we're not in Hawaii. It's like, oh, I could really go for a puka dog. But I I just love that it's a place that I can let loose a little bit as far as uh, maintaining goes. Because I, I think of wellness and especially my fitness goals as something that I need to be working all year round on. And so then that way I can take a break when I do travel anywhere throughout the year that it's like, something that I can just do to kind of escape and get away, but it's not something that I have to do because I, I've been maintaining it for the whole time around it. So um, I love Kauai. It's one of my favorites. It's absolutely favorite. Uh, fantastic. If you haven't gone, go. <laughs> add, just add all those four places to your list right now. <laughs> um, if you haven't been Wander Women and if you need any help traveling there, let me know, DM me, find me, whatever you need to do. I'd be happy to help. And I think we should all visit you, Katie, in Costa Rica. Yes, please do. <laughs> well, I, you're, that whole spiel on Kauai just made me so pumped to go to Costa Rica, which yes. I already, I already am, but cause you know, Costa Rica is kind of like my Kauai. I haven't been there six times, but I studied abroad there in 2013. So it's like my home away from home internationally and everything that you're saying, like you're raw and you're wearing, I just bought a new pair of Tevas, Tevas. I don't know how to pronounce it. Either. I say Teva, but I actually got corrected growing up. <laughs> I got corrected today. Nuh-uh. I've never heard anyone else say Teva, but it's I mean, Tiva. I'm I sorry. think so too. <laughs> well, let's take a poll. We'll both yeah. pull on our Instagram accounts and see who says it which way. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, but yeah, that's that's really awesome. I've heard great things about Kauai, and I, I I've been to Oahu, and so um, I definitely plan on going back to the islands because Moana is probably my favorite movie of all time, and uh, yes. yeah, and inspired me to launch this that I'm doing now everything that I'm doing now oh my yeah. goodness okay yeah. so she's if you haven't seen it Wonder Women you have to see Moana I've seen it so many times and every time I cry it's amazing and it speaks to the spirit of travel and adventure and your calling so I think everyone needs to to watch it if they haven't Oh, totally. And even just listening to this, uh, the main song, I think that Alexia Cara sing, sings too, right? Yep. Just even that, like start your Monday that way and just get motivated and ready to go. But Absolutely. yeah, I'm so excited for you, Katie, to live that raw lifestyle. I mean, to be at a yoga and surf camp, I mm -hmm. mean, hello, what better way and more just rules no rules no regulations just you so that's just so awesome yeah so I'm excited well you mentioned um that you have a blog coming up and that if someone wants to learn more about Kauai they should dm you where can people go to learn more about you so right now um I do have a physical blog that is kind of it's asleep right now. It's 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 live and awake on online. Um, it's not current with me though. So because I'm actually working on kind of rebranding and relaunching a couple things behind the scenes. But if you want to go catch up on anything that I've posted about in the past, I've talked a lot about balance and hydration. Um, there's a lot of good stuff and still really good content on that blog. Um, it's www.healthbyhannahvan.com. Um, but the most current way to keep up with me right now is through my Instagram, which is at healthbyhannah. And that's just me. It's current. It's up to date. That way you'll be up to date on uh, blog posts that are being posted and launched. And also this sort of rebranding venture that I'm going through um, behind the scenes. You'll be a little bit more um, in tune with that when my new blog and website is able to uh, get off the ground and launched. So help by Hannah on Instagram is the way to go if you want to keep up with me. Um, if you don't like the sound of my voice, luckily I really only <laughs> post pictures, um, very few videos, stories I do all the time. Usually they have a weird voiceover from Snapchat. But if you're a puppy person and a dog person, 
if you follow me on Instagram, you'll for sure see my adorable only child, only son, bulldog named Chesty, who is just, I can't believe I'm only mentioning him now, but he is the love of my life. He is the cutest little thing. And yeah, so if you love dogs and bulldogs and even want tips on being a good dog mom, I include that in my wellness because it's so part of my life. So if you need anything like that, give me a follow health by Hannah on Instagram. I love that. And (laughs) I also am a dog mom and that's been, yeah. And that's been one of the hardest things about this decision to go abroad for four months is that I had to find a place for my lovely only son as well. His name is Huli, short for hooligan. He's a boxer. Oh my goodness. So you just have a a big bulldog. (laughs) Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. So yeah, and he um I got in touch with his with the the breeders and they put me in touch with one of his sister's families that it's only about 35 minutes from Austin. And so today I dropped him off there and he has two acres of fenced in land and two other boxer sisters, two human siblings and you know just love 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 and pure happiness to give for the next four months. I, I dropped him oh. off and like, he did not even care about He didn't even look back. He's like, bye mom. It's like, yeah. like dropping them off at daycare. That that's like the saddest moment for a parent I've heard is when your kid doesn't look back anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, Huli. Huli's grown yeah. up. He's grown up and he's almost three and, you know, he's used to me traveling and staying with my friends and family and that kind of thing. So he's totally fine, but I'm, it's going to be harder on me than it is on him. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, for sure. But that, that's such a blessing that you found and were able to connect with that other boxer family and get him there. Cause that's going to be so, what a comfort for you to be able to just go live your Costa Rican life and know that Huli's okay. Oh, he's more than okay. He's got a doggy <laughs> door and can go in and out as much as he wants. It's it's awesome. His setup is great. But Hannah, thank you so much for spending a few, an hour of your time today talking with me and sharing your story and all of your wonderful insights. Thank you, Katie, so much for having me on and for thinking to include me in your venture to this podcast world and Um, I'm sure you'll be maybe sick of hearing it, but when I was in Costa Rica, I absolutely loved it. But Pura Vida with a little shaka hang loose and just enjoy the pure life down there. And I hope you embrace it in all aspects of your life and wellness. And thank you so much. Pura Vida and aloha to you. Yes. Aloha (laughs) and namaste. Namaste. Bye, Hannah. Thank you, Katie. Bye-bye. That is it for this week of the Wanderwell podcast. I will catch you all next week. Have a good one.